Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm Will Lucas, and this is Black Tech Green Money. Rodney Williams is a three-time venture founder, currently serving as president and co-founder of Solo Funds, the largest community fintech platform for everyday Americans, providing the opportunity to access and grow capital and establish financial independence. He's also co-founder at Listener, an ultrasonic data over sound technology leader, and he's an Aspen Institute Henry Crown Fellow. Solo Funds recently reached a major milestone, achieving a million users. So I'm interested. If he had to rank the most important factors in achieving that milestone between A, the demand for the solution Solo Funds provides, or B, his ability to build community, what would Rodney say is the most important to reaching the million? I, I think it's a, the right answer is a, probably a combination of both. I don't think that one outweighs the other. Um, I think what, what made it so difficult 
is is the concept of a community as it relates to financial services is 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 very very new right that's not what you, when you think about financial services you don't think about community and 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 so i i believe that has to be a part of the growth story um not just the demand part right i think i think the demand has always been there um i think the community is what makes it unique and special you had said in, in another interview the system is somewhat discriminatory or selective in that it's extremely expensive to start a financial services company um to that end like what are some of the most effective ways for people who are trying to build fintech you know whether in in whatever vertical but particularly in fintech whatever solution i'm sorry you know what are some of the best ways to create mvps a like minimum viable product when it's so tough to get into this industry yeah you know i i i would i would say that i think the way in which we did it was you know was probably the the, the cheapest most efficient way to do so um it is expensive probably more expensive than any other um other uh, technology company outside of hardware, in my opinion, um, because of the required amount of legal work prior to launching um, compliance, um, and then the the ongoing regulation or compliance that's necessary to, to maintain whatever the idea you have. So it's actually pretty pretty substantial upfront costs. But the way in which we did it was uh, using the accelerators, um, using the, the those, were, those were incredible, um, you know, launching pads for Solo. I think Solo participated in three prior to launching, um, uh, yet alone maybe probably about three additional after launch. So, you know, those, those accelerators were, were huge, um, um, catalyst for 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 not for trying to just leverage resources despite the the uphill battle of the of the cost that it, that it takes um, to to do so. You know, for um, I love this conversation because you know you you talk about it's really expensive to do compliance. It's heavily regulated industry, and I was reading something where you said you know the, at the end of the day the pattern matching that VCs do when they're looking for the next billion dollar exit. There's not a number of people who walk in looking like you, you know, there's not a lot of people who have attained that level of success and, and look like us, you know, but when you put numbers on the board, you went on to say people start to wake up. And so in order to get that VC attention to your point, you know, you have to put some numbers up on the board. How do you do that if you're not Rodney Williams? <laughs> well, I think let's be very clear. Um, I think that um, I think everyone's capable of, of of delivering on a concept in a way that they need to. Um, I think that some of the the, the, the most thing most important things that a founder needs to do is persevere and get it done. Um, and to do so, you got to learn. You know, coming from my first venture into this venture, myself and Travis didn't get here by knowing all the answers or assuming that, you know, because I've had success in, in the past, it's going to automatically, you know, lead to success here. I think we, we've attacked it from, a, from, from the position of not knowing anything, right? And, and what that means is we need to know everything. 
Um, and and when when you know us standing here today, reaching the numbers that we have, is that we have become the experts at what we do. We're the best in the world at it. You know, every predecessor that has ever tried to do peer-to-peer -peer, uh, finance has failed or has um, has never reached a scale. And you know what we didn't know, we learned, and what we knew anchored in the community in which we serve, to be quite frank, we're black, we're African-American, and, and, and um, fortunately, I'm part of a community or we're part of a community that has been taken advantage of by financial services since the beginning of time. And a lot of the, and we know the do's and don'ts of our community. We, we know the nuances of what the product needs to enable. We know the nuances of what's going to encourage uh, users to, to pay back. These are some of the things that we knew. Um, all of the things that we didn't know um, is what we learned to put those numbers on the board. So, and, and to be clear, I, I think, you know, we don't, I don't think we get on the stage enough to talk about the numbers on the board, um, but we're, we're doing something that has never been done before at a scale that has never been done before. Um, and, 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 and there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, what I would call pain and suffering and, and, and scar tissue and, and getting there. Um, but we're excited about what's next. Coming to the game, not knowing a whole lot, you said you, to your point, but you had to learn a lot so that you could know everything about this. What, though, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you came in with some assumptions about things because I read your story and you, know, you and Travis both come from very successful corporate careers. And having that you know personal income, that revenue, you have people around you who didn't have it. And so in order, you were one of the people that people went to the family, like, you know, like if I need $100, I can go to Rodney. Well, so obviously other people have that issue as well, but what are some, what are some of the things that were surprising to you about some of the assumptions you made that may not have been turned out to be correct? Um, you know, I used to think that it was just my friends and family, meaning that, you know, mo mostly, you know, the group of, of Americans that, you know, had limited savings and didn't really have access to short-term credit, whether that's a credit card or a payday loan. Um, kind of, I you know, I originally thought that it was focused in African American communities. Um, I'm still somewhat shocked that no, it's 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 something that's spread across all middle-class Americans. You know, over 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 190 million. Uh, middle-class Americans. Um, yes, it's filled with the underserved communities or filled with communities that you would think of like LGBTQ or, um, you know, uh, Americans with a disability, for example. But it's also uh, filled with black, brown, and women, Americans who tend to be taken advantage of by financial services. I've said differently, financial service companies haven't necessarily built products for the needs, um, uh, for their needs. So. That's probably the, honestly the, one of the most uh, incredible assumptions that um, that continues to shock me. And I, and I give you an example of that 10% of our borrowers make over $100,000 a year. You know, this person isn't financially illiterate. This person understands finances. This person has a credit card. Why uh, has the financial system been built to where as though they need $200 and they can't mm -hmm. get it. Mm -hmm. And that's the biggest question. The bigger question isn't how we did it. 
it's why is it successful? Why is it growing? Why is there such a demand for this? Um, why isn't more people talking about it? You know, there's a, there's a lot of regulators and government agencies and politicians that are always talking about reducing the wealth gap and increasing the access to capital. They're always talking about it. But where, like, when is, who are the people that are doing it and why aren't you supporting them? Um, and, and those are the questions that um, I, I now be, are sometimes perplexed by. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm up for the challenge as well. You know, so historically, we've leaned on the big three credit companies, Experian, Equifax, TransUnion, to determine a large part of our financial situation, whether we can get loans, whether we can get a car, whether we can get a house. So many um, other alternatives to that have come into the conversation over the last few years, like a social credit score and et cetera. How do you think, how does Solo Funds think about the, the evolution of the credit score? Well, it's somewhat broken. Um, if you think about in the midst of COVID and thinking sometime in 2021, credit scores were at an all time high <laughs> when no one was working. Um, well, well, you know, what that what we're ultimately talking about is that, you know, the, the way the credit score currently works is that it's an incredible measure of historical behavior, but it doesn't necessarily give you a snapshot on the consumer, the consumer's economic position today. It gives a snapshot of what it was, right? Um, and 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 there's ways. There's so much technology available to at our fingertips that it, it needs a it needs to be way more real time. It, it needs to have a forward looking outlook. And and I think that's 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 some of the the, the nuances in which and how we made our solo score, um, which again takes into account real time cash flow um, to 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 assess. Uh, who who that borrower may be today, <laughs> right? And 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 then try to understand um, um, what what they can do in the near term. So it's a very different thing. You know what you know when I and when you talk to anyone about the credit report or the credit agencies, and, and it, there's a ton of secrecy on how it's scored. There's some things that we know, but it's a ton of different. Um, misconceptions about how it's scored. Um, we actually just tried to remove all of the misconceptions. You know, the way our score works is like on cash flow. When you pay something back on time, your score gets better. When you don't, yeah. your score gets worse. That simple. No, no, no magic sauce. No, nothing that the consumer can't understand. I wish our credit score was that simple. Meaning. If I have a bill and I paid it on time, it should maintain or get better. But it kind of doesn't. <laughs> um, you know, it seems to only get worse if I miss a payment. I, I make a ton of payments and it's, it, it doesn't necessarily 100% um, reflect that successful repayment history in the score, at least in, 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 in no form of immediacy. So these are some of the things in which what we, we leverage to, to create our score. I, I will tell you the traditional credit system is built on that um, on the credit bureau and agencies so it's a necessary evil but it is it is an evil that is not widely understood and and that's been uh, been a challenge
if you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The one million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the One Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. 
Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow connect the dishes to voices that glow thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio connect the stories change your perspective connecting changes everything at&t there are many people who might have just fell on hard times or have an unexpected situation and need help to, and solo funds is there to assist others who might just be financially unsavvy how do solo funds manage those behaviors on this platform to be sure both the borrower is assisted and the lender is protected? Rodney speaks on it. Yeah, I will tell you, uh, we're, we see much far less than, uh, we see far less uh, percentages or, or examples of consumers bad with money. We see much more examples of consumers operating on extremely tight budgets. You think that then is like and a negative stereotype that they've said about us, that like we just can't manage money? It's not true. It's actually really incorrect. It really bothers me. Because um, in, in part, they're talking about my mom. When you talk about my mom, it's going to be a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm going to try to paint the picture for you. Um, 49% of our bars are college educated, um, mostly women. They tend to have multiple children. They're gainfully employed. They live in cities like New York City, San Francisco, Miami, Atlanta. These are high cost of living cities. And they live on extremely, extremely tight budgets. What I mean by extremely tight budgets is that they have less than $800 of savings in their bank account, despite being college educated, Savvy, to give you perspective, this consumer can take $20 and somehow figure out how to live off of that for an entire week when they need to. They, they know every day that the bill is coming out of their um, checking account. Literally, they know when Netflix is coming out. Okay. This is how focused they are on their finances. So what we're talking about is a cost of living concern and a, and, a, and a wage concern that's creating very, very tight constraints on budgets. And in a time like this, where inflation is happening, well, all of a sudden my gas to fill my tank went from $40 to $50, I need that. So what happens is these consumers, despite that $800 savings, will have a financial emergency one to four times every 12 months. And it looks very simple. My child, um, uh, my child is sick. I can't go to work for three days. That's three days of pay. Wow. This is also when I now have a, a medical deductible because my kid is sick and needs surgery. That's five hundred dollars. Um, and the combination of the medical deductible and the fact that I'm not going to work means I'm going to be short on rent in two weeks. 
that's it. $800 of savings is gone like that. So all of a sudden, you know, you're like, you know what? I'm going to be late on the rent. I'm going to make sure my kid gets better. Um, but I'm going to incur late fees on my rent. And I don't have any extra cash. So really, I'm just going to be late. I'm just going to make sure I got food on the table. Let me just borrow $200 to make sure I got food on the table. That's not mismanagement of money. That's a lack of cash flow. That's a lack of salary, given the cost of living that that person lives in. There's no scenario that this person can access short-term capital cheaper or more efficiently, except for going to friends or family, or if you talk to a lot of these, these consumers, I mean, what I love about this consumers is that they're, they're, they're what America is built off of, right? We see teachers who, who sell t-shirts on Etsy. We see police officers who also drive Uber. We see, you know I mean? We see multiple streams of income, especially in moments of tight and constraint moments. They actually dig themselves out. The problem is we're trying to make sure that hole isn't as deep as it would be with a subprime credit card or a payday loan, where solo that hole is not deep at all. But it is a misconception that I hate that this group of Americans is not, um, uh, you know, financially illiterate. It is not true. It is not true. You t- talk more about that that long term cycle of debt that many of us not many of us may not be aware of that the traditional emergency lenders put us in. Because, you know, you talk about, yes, there, there may be some predatory percentage rates that those things, but what is this real cycle that it gets people into that's negatively affecting yeah. our communities? The cycle isn't even the APR. The APR is an illusion that's inaccurate. Um, so I'm gonna give you two, two truths about the APR, which causes problems for, for, for many Americans. Number one, the APR is a, is a, is a specific fee um, based on the condition of credit. It is a fee that they're supposed to communicate. It's, it's, a, it's a fee that takes the kind of like average rate and annualizes it. Um, but I give you an example. When someone says, oh my God, um, that payday loan costs 400%. The consumer is not technically paying four times what they borrow. It's an annualization calculation based on the short term. It's even difficult to understand as I'm explaining it. Yeah, right? So that's, that's problem number one. Problem number two, which is more important than problem number one, in my opinion, is that APR does not include subscription fees, annual fees, late fees, origination fees, instant cash fees. I give you an example. When you look at like subprime credit cards or payday loans, I only think like 20% of consumers actually pay them on time. So that means what a consumer is really paying should also include the late fee because most consumers are paying late fees. That gets into the predatory nature. I give you an example, a subprime credit card which is an average of about $500 is your, um, how much credit they'll give you. It will have the highest APR that's allowed in that state, plus the, the, an annual fee. Um, there's a late fee 
a flat late fee assessed every month that you're late for the rest of time. Now they have caps, but for a while. There's also instant cash fees that you also incur. Um, so when we actually, we actually tried to, we call it total cost. We actually commissioned the research project to understand what are consumers really paying? Not sure math. If a consumer takes $100 today, what are they paying 12 months from now? That's it. It's everything plus $100, no ifs, ands, and buts. And the, the data is really, really upsetting. Subprime credit cards are actually more expensive than payday loans. Um, which the, the, on a subprime credit card of basically $1,000, the average consumer is going to pay like $1,900 in fees. On top of the 1000 On top of it. Wow. Um, the principal, yeah. It, it, was, it was actually, it's actually really bad. So, you know, these are some of the things that aren't necessarily be talking about, but mainly because who, who's, who's the, who's the folks in the, in the room arguing about APR <laughs> or talking about what consumers are really paying? Number one, they're, they're too far removed. I, I know, I, I know my, my, you know, they're too far removed from the plight. They've, they've made their money a long time ago. They're doing pretty well. They're not understanding what these consumers are really paying for. And, and if they're from non-underrepresented groups or underserved groups, that's just perpetuating a, a, a lack of understanding, right? And, 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 and this is one of the biggest reasons why we're, we, we publish this total cost report. Now, why? Again, we kept trying to figure out why we're growing, <laughs> you know, like, Maybe, you know, because you start to question yourself, like maybe, maybe we aren't so affordable. Maybe we aren't such a benefit. But when we, when we surveyed our consumers and they're like, I was like, why didn't you, why don't you, do you have a credit card? Yes. Well, that's shocking. They told us that they didn't have credit, right? Why don't you use your credit card? It's too expensive. And I was so confused by that um, because my credit card isn't that expensive, but their credit card is. And, and these are just some of the things that, you know, I, I think that's one of the best things about being who we are as founders and entering this space within financial services is that we it's I think it's our duty to be a voice of who we represent and, and to start to bring data and facts and start to, to push, you know, our, our leaders to answer these questions. And, 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 to, and to start to create some level of reform. Um, I'm proud to say, and I think, you know, we're about a fifth of the cost of subprime, um, of subprime credit cards. The average consumer spends about 13.4% in addition to their principal after 12 months. And I'm gonna tell you, the only reason is that we don't compound fees, not the only reason, but we don't believe, we don't give you, a, like if you're late every month, we don't charge you late fees every month. We, there's a one-time fee. That, that's gonna dig a hole. <laughs> and, and you gotta understand there's no, what we, have been, what we have learned is that we actually have significantly better repayment rates. You know why? It's easier to get out the hole. It's really hard to pay back a $100 loan 
that is now 250 bucks versus a hundred dollar loan that's now you know 113 dollars yeah 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 <laughs> I, it's really that simple when we think about it right like you don't dig the hole too much so they they, they it's still in reach of repayment um but again these are just some of the nuances that that we decided to do and i mean to be honest we took it the extra step we're one of the few lenders in the space that is a benefit corporation a certified benefit corporation you know a spot but not just a spot the spot actually with the 2023 nissan frontier you know a bunch of them but the key to these great spots being able to reach them in the first place your spot is out there Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of Black and Brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Walbroke, we hear inspiring rags-to-riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. AT&T connects and old to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. 
That's oracle.com slash strategic. Oracle.com slash strategic. It's via the B Labs. B Labs is a nonprofit. Think of it like a governing body who, who certifies um, companies um, to, to attain B Corp status. B Corp status is a combination of their certification as well as like literally we submit, we actually, you know, register with the government as a benefit corporation, which what that ultimately means is that we balance the, the, the need for, for profit alongside for people. And, and, and we don't, we don't, we, that's, that's important. So they come in and they look at all of our finances. They look at how much money we make. They look at how we pay, pay our employees. They look at, you know, in terms of how we even um, promote within and they give scores, but not only did they assess all those different things, they assessed our business model and they, and they assessed that, you know, how we're handling our consumers and it came back very, very positive. Um, but that, I mean, that, that's a piece. I, I'll tell you another piece. Um, the average NPS is net promoter score. It's how, um, you know, you can judge consumer experience. Um, most financial services companies are around 40. Bank of America is at a 22. Um, our average net promoter score is a 90. These are these are that. <laughs> For the people who don't really understand what that means, like what, what factors go into creating that score? It's it's really just about it's it's a measure of it's basically a measure of the amount of consumers that are having a happy experience. So it's a random survey that's distributed across all of our users, and it's it's just them being happy. Companies that have really high net promoter scores are companies like Apple and Nike. Patagonia, you know what I mean? These are some not financial service companies, put it that way. Um, so we, we are extremely proud of, 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 of having an NPS like that. Um, but that's the community part. You, that's your, going back to your first question. Um, it's, it's because of that why we're, we're, we continue to reach the, the, the scale that we are. You, you had said earlier, and I've, I've read you said this a few times, you know, you're innovating and thriving where companies have failed. You guys are the first um, company in this vertical, particularly Black-owned company, to, to find success. Why do people fail? Why is there a line of, you know, dead startups previous to you guys? Well, <laughs> I, I think a lot of people were making products for middle-class America, and they're not middle-class America. One day I'm going to start a VC firm, and our goal is to invest in founders who are uniquely positioned to be experts at the consumers they serve. That's it, <laughs> you know. And 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 I and I think when you look at a lot of the fintech innovation, just look at a lot of the fintech innovation. Even the the what everyone talked about for crypto is going to democratize finance for the people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, we're not going to talk about that. Um, or, you know, you know, credit builders and this, this, these are all Harvard, MIT and Stanford guys building products for people that look like you and I, and they're, they're just where, where, I, where I truly believe they failed is, um, you know, not understanding the consumer and it makes perfect sense. I think people got to understand my background. I'm a trained brand manager from Procter and Gamble. 
I spent five years becoming an expert at a consumer and being at relentless at shipping cases. All right. I worked on Pampers, wasn't a dad. But the way I got good is becoming an expert at who we serve. And I think sometimes in fintechs, we kind of, or, in, you know, we kind of get, we kind of get um, excited about the opportunity and you miss the point. We at Solo are obsessed with middle-class America to the point where I live down the street from a payday lender. Trust me, I could live a lot of places, but I want to drive past that line every Friday. I want to, I want to. It does something to me, you know what I mean? And, and you know, my co-founder lives also down the street. We, we're doing these things because we've learned why our success, will, or we, we've learned or we know why um, some of our success has happened. And it's definitely because of how anchored we are in the consumer we serve. You said something similar about community banks before and that they weren't really doing what they're designed to do. Um, you know, so you said, I, I think about what the community bank is supposed to do and they're supposed to be lending, allowing lending and borrowing in the community. Um, you know, I, I, I think about if we look at almost any deeply embedded institution or industry, we can find where they fail to live up to their promise. How did you know finance was one you wanted to tackle and what was your insight? Uh, you, you talked about being from middle America. But there's a, a lot of things you could have done. There's a lot of places you could have lived, to your point. There's a lot of things you could have put your efforts and resources into. Why finance? You know, um, I wanted to make an impact. And I saw, I wanted to make a financial impact. And, and, and you know, Travis and I, we saw a lot of effort pushing capital to small businesses, entrepreneurs of color, and we were still driving past the, the woman who served me coffee or the person who served me a drink. And, and I was still getting picked up in Ubers and they needed support and help too. And, 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 and for me, um, I grew up in a working class family and working class family is, is who built me. I also know that my working class family ain't so working class no more. They're doing pretty damn well. It's funny how people who work really hard tend to dig themselves out of it, right? So I, I figured, you know, one of the things, really the innovation that I would say that's really important for us, and I, and I, I usually glance over it, but our solo score, our underwriting model is impressive. It's currently performing about four times better than industry average. That's all built in house, all built on um, a few AI models. Um, taking, we used to call it the hustle score. It's we're we're trying we're really met we really designed an underwriting um, score that measures a consumer's ability to make ends meet, to figure it out. Um, and, and that in combination with what we call a real-time repayment product or real-time real payment solution, um, we, uh, we've kind of removed all of the dumbness. And I'm going to give you an example. 
I sign up for a system. I I then have to pay you in a month. Instead of just pre-scheduling it. <laughs> or making it easy to pre-schedule, we let consumers miss it. That's a, that's there's enough technology for every bill that we have today to be automatically connected to us. Right? But that, what I'm ultimately getting is that we built our repayment product to continue to monitor our borrower's account. So never have we ever overdrawn, but we're, 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 we become a partner in their finances, not a predator in their finances. Um, and that's, that gives a little bit to our repayment product. It was actually the code name was Get Money. Um, the final, one of the final things that we did, and we were the first, one of the first companies to do so, we built our entire payment structure on real-time rails way before FedNow, better than Zelle, but we built it on something called Visa Direct and MasterCard Sync. It's their proprietary real-time debit infrastructure. We were and are still one of the few lending companies in the world that are built. That's why I, follow me on Instagram. I'm always in Visa's office. And these are some of the reasons why we're always in their office. Um, what does that allow us to do? That allows us to move money faster and more efficiently um, when someone's in need and when someone needs to pay a loan. Put yourself in that single mom that I talk about who knows exactly when her Netflix bill is going to come out. So if she says solo, you need to pull this money on the fourth. <laughs> if you pull it too late, you're not going to get it. That's what she's also telling us. So we needed a real, that's nobody, honestly, quite frankly, no one who looks like me really understands that, that you need to pull money exactly when it's available. It cannot be a delay. Because all of that, you know, when the things get pending and the ACH, something's going to fall short. And that goes both ways. So we, we spent a lot of extra capital spending this real-time um, product. And I will tell you, that's some of the, I just kind of gave you the three-part secret sauce to, to why we exist. Um, you, it was a quote I read where you said, our goal is not for borrowers to remain borrowers. I think Travis said this, actually. Our goal is not for borrowers to remain borrowers on this platform forever. So how do you think then about retention and which metrics matter to you? Since, uh, since pretty early in the, in, the, in the life of the company, 30% um, of our bars have also lent. So they've graduated. They graduated. I, I'm pretty happy about that rate. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, because it goes back to the original assumption. They're not illiterate. They just have a cash need today right and 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 if you give them a way to get out of it they're not they're not only just going to get out of it they're going to thrive in six months i mean we we have examples of uh, one of my favorite examples it was in a cnbc article it was an engineer in san francisco he lost his job he used us for a couple months 300 400 500 bucks Eventually, he made a he got a huge six figure job. He became a prolific lender on the platform. Is that if that's not everyday Americans? Yeah, I don't know who that is. 
right? This person, I mean, that's that's the life of an average American is that at the end of the day, job security is not what it meant 20 years ago. Like no one's at GM working for 25 years. Job security today is fleeting for every American, yep. especially if you're fresh out of college, you know what I'm saying, under 35 years old, you haven't really got your footing in your career. You're you're in and you're in and out of jobs despite being very, very educated. So these are just some of the nuances that we we eventually know that you will land and you're gonna land and do really well. And you're gonna be a thriving member of this society. And and and, and you know what? You for some reason have a connection with Solo that no one can break because Solo was there when you needed them most. No other financial institution was. Wow. I want to dig into your mindset a little bit. I've always been fascinated by the way you think. And I learned this in doing research for this conversation that there was a time just a few years ago before the surge in users um, that, you know, solo funds was almost out of business. I mean, it was effectively out of money. You know, I want to know about your mindset in those moments where you're facing existential threats to your business. And you've gone head to head with major players at your previous companies. And when those were still startups, who do you put yourself? I want to know like what, how Rodney's mind works. Who do you put yourself around or what is your mindset when it feels like all the moves in front of you have to be played precisely and correctly in order to stay alive, much less find success, but just to stay alive. Like so many people don't come back from that. And so I'm interested in how Rodney thinks about these sorts of threats. Um, you know, looking back at them, I would tell you that they are very expensive. And and what I mean by that is they're expensive on your social relationships, they're expensive on your romantic relationships. Um, because it's a bit irrational to empty the account. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know what else to tell you. It's a bit irrational. It's a bit irrational to say, I'm not to you know to your significant other that I'm not giving you a Christmas gift this year. I'm mean, you're gonna have to wait. Or you know, we're gonna you know, we're not gonna go home for the holidays. These are things that I've had to do. Um so and, and, and unfortunately most of the time most of the network don't really understand the this kind of belief that's rooted in data. I've never made these decisions. I've never made these decisions based off of a gut. I'm a png -er. don't, don't let my wildness <laughs> fool anybody. We lead on paper. Um, and I don't need as much paper as most PNGs though. Right? I don't, that's what I said, I don't. I, give me two sentences and a bullet point and I probably gonna, I can do the rest. But what I'm ultimately saying is that you know, you, you, at some point you get to a conclusion that the opportunity outweighs the risk and the cost. And that little bit of information is something that you are the only person in the world that knows. So you just have to get through this moment. Um, and if you can get through the moment, uh, it will pay up for you. Um, I wish it was easier. You know, I, I look at my, my counterparts who get to go and raise 
hundreds of millions of dollars because they know someone at Andreessen or their father is a executive at Goldman Sachs. I, I, I wish that I had those level of, of security, um, but I don't. So that means you swing for the fences. Um, but I, I will not lie to anyone listening on this call. The cost is expensive. There's a lot of relationships I had to sacrifice to get here. Um, there are a lot of um, moments that I had to miss to get here. And, and, and if you want to be an entrepreneur and be a founder and you're not willing to do those things, you should do something else. <laughs> you know, um, you should. Um, because you might you may waste someone's money and you're definitely going to waste your time. Black Tech Green Money is a production of Blavity Afro Tech on the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartMedia. And it's produced by Morgan Devon and me, Will Lucas with additional production support by Sarah Ergen and Rose McLucas. Special thank you to Micah Davis and Vanessa Serrano. Learn more about my guests and other tech disruptors and innovators at afrotech.com. Enjoy your black tech green money? Share this with somebody. Go get your money. Peace and love. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, 
The CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.